uh, we see that body consists of water, most mm-hmm. of um, 70%, yeah? yeah? And when you take a um, ball and fill it in with water and you tap it, Mm-hmm. then you will see the surface of the ball vibrating yes. it's simply because of the frequency and similar uh, process happening with us so basically those waves they just uh, affect in the same way they affect our bodies affect our organs affect um, our tissues affect our bones affect everything in us and they bring us in a more uh, natural resonance in a healthier state. What's up guys? This is Carrie Life Art and you're listening to the podcast Body is a Temple where you can find inspiration and motivation to take care of your body. Enjoy the show and make your life art. Hi guys, so I was on Marina's sound session yesterday and it was incredible. The energy during and after the session, I really feel something shifted in me. I feel more peace and a more alignment with my soul. I know better what kind of decision I want to make in the following month. It might sound woo-woo, but I really encourage you to give it a try. If there is any kind of sound therapy in your city, I recommend to go for it and experience the sound vibration. And uh, if you are living in Reykjavik, you can contact Marina and come to her session, of course. You will find all the info about her in the show notes of the podcast. I hope you will enjoy the show. Hi guys, it's Carrie Life Art and you're welcome to my third podcast uh, episode uh, which called Body as a Temple. We are recording in Reykjavik in Iceland. It's a uh, 2nd of August, summertime. The summer is very clement uh, in Iceland. It's sunny, warm and it really makes living in Iceland enjoyable. Today uh, we are going to drown into the sounds of the Tibetan singing bowls. My today guest, Marina, she is a certified sound uh, therapist. She also studied yoga and Ayurveda in India and London, Thai massage in Thailand, sound therapy and Reiki in Nepal, positive psychology and herbalism. She worked in Russia, UK, Poland, and now in Iceland. She is the founder of, of Spiritual Travels Project that can take you into the journey to Nepal and Tibet, where you can discover your inner home. Recently, she raised the project Ecoland with her partner David in Poland, where they grow their own fruits and vegetables. This is a place, a center for people who are looking to rest their bodies, minds, and souls. Well-being projects are also going to be run there to help people to release their stress and rejuvenate themselves. Marina, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you so much. Such an introduction. I was like sitting and thinking, is it really me? <laughs> yes, this is really you. <laughs> Karina, and, um, thank you. <laughs> thank you, too. I actually want to start with... Uh, Thanking you for showing up into, into my life yeah. because I am so grateful oh. that uh, <laughs> I met you, and uh, I the hope same. I will uh, mm-hmm. attract more and more people like you because mm-hmm. this is so nice to be surrounded with people with such a energy full <laughs> of peace, respect, and connection with nature, which I really love about you. So my first question: Can you tell us what are the Tibetan sound uh, sound mm-hmm. bowls are? Uh, mm-hmm. And what is the sound therapy that you do? Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about it before I was on my way here, how I should start. Um, and probably uh, the easiest example I can give is uh, just look around yourself and see all the objects uh, living or non-living. And um, everything what you see is in a state of vibration, in a state of frequency, um, uh, including ourselves, including our bodies, including our organs. Each single organ vibrates and emits a frequency. And um, when we are in a state of healthy frequency or so-called uh, resonance, uh, we feel well. Basically, we are healthy. And... Um, when 
this frequency is not in resonance, then um, we experience some health issues or diseases. And some scientists uh, even made some experiments. They actually um, measured frequency in healthy body and in body with some diseases. So it's like uh, science. It's not <laughs> some, I don't know, voodoo. Do you remember uh, hmm? what, which was the spectrum of the frequency of the health? People? It would. Uh, there is a, a whole table. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can uh, look into it. I can, if someone interested, I can send this information. I have. I keep all those articles, and each organ would emit certain frequency. Um, uh, well, probably gen- it would be general frequencies. Every person has still um, some difference in his body. Um, it different from person to person, but it's a general um, average research. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the on the on the organ, and I don't remember all of them by heart. Yeah, at all. I, will, I will get this information from <laughs> you yes, because please. I'm really interested, and, and I will put uh, uh, yeah. the link b- below the podcast yes, about yes, this. Please. Uh, okay, so how is it working? Is it like we are making this frequency, or the frequency that we are meeting around us? influence the frequency that we have inside or is it like a yeah i understand (coughs) and i was also digging it um uh, this topic um only uh, when i only met singing balls i was looking for the same kind of um answers to the same questions um probably again the easiest um uh, answer would be that if you look at our body Mm-hmm. All of us, uh, we see that body consists of water, most mm-hmm. of um, 70%, yeah? Yeah. And when you um, take a um, ball and fill it in with water, we can make this experiment, and you tap it, mm-hmm. then you will see the surface of the uh-huh. ball vibrating. Yes. It's simply because of the frequency. Mm-hmm. And similar uh, process happening with us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so basically those waves um, they just uh, affect mm-hmm. okay. they well, in the same way they affect our bodies affect our organs affect um, our tissues affect our bones affect everything in us and they bring us in a more uh, natural resonance in a healthier state mm-hmm. and this is basically talking about physical Uh, affect because apart from physical affect there is also mind Mm -hmm. Uh, when we hear something positive when we hear something what we like because we have hearing of the body we have also hearing like normal hearing then we usually come down so there is a kind of another effect on the on the other level emotional level psychological level <laughs> I keep I keep banging <laughs> mm-hmm. the ball and so the mm-hmm. the frequency that the the sound is making that the size of the ball yes. is designed to mm-hmm. make the certain frequency they certain, all yeah. have different frequencies mm-hmm. and there are different schools and there are different approaches and I um, feel that um, it is good to have understanding of all of this I'm talking for myself, but I feel that um, when we come to this uh, subtle um, healing um, topics, it's uh, very important uh, to uh, not kind of get uh, sunk into this uh, theoretical knowledge, because um, when I was digging into all of this, I realized that I start forgetting Uh, to be actually tuned in from my heart with the process. I was approaching it um, in a very theoretical manner. And yes, um, it is science. Yes, um, sound, color, it is a frequency. And uh, talking about, let's say, energy center in the body, so-called chakra in Sanskrit, um, they are correlate with certain frequencies because people often ask the next question usually <laughs> which <laughs> is uh, I hear what is the right um, frequency for this energy center for that but my um, answer is also a question uh, do you think that your frequency uh, different from when let's say you've just 
been to the wonderful musical concert or you went uh, for a walk near the seaside or you were in the company of a wonderful friend or when you were really, really angry or upset with something. Obviously, if you take a frequency of your body in those different moments, the frequency is different. Therefore, I feel we can't use one uh, constant formula um, to all of these um, uh, si situations. We need to adjust and we need to always tune in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, uh, do you have experience, for example, mm -hmm. with people who are coming to you um, saying that they have some um, issue with liver, for example, the spe special organ liver or, I don't know, lungs or heart, and then you know that for this part of the body, this frequency is the best. Oh, I understand what <coughs> you mean. No, I don't work this way. I never okay. take uh, um, any kind of... Um, um, mm, I never call myself a doctor. I am mm -hmm. not. I'm just intuitive... Um, mm, so you more want to work with like overall someone's frequency? I just um, create uh, an environment for certain processes or healings, but I never take mm -hmm. this. Um, um, there are people um, who feel their strengths and powers and they work in this way and okay. are totally respected. But it is not the way how, how I know to work mm -hmm. with people. My way is to connect frequency with intention. Mm -hmm. And uh, my intention and my own frequency kind of and the frequency of the ball, we tune in together and then it is equal to healing. Basically, I so much uh, look at my own kind of uh, light and purity within and my intention to the person and when uh, I connect with the uh, singing balls we are like becoming one and I'm mm -hmm. sending through this instrument I'm sending with all, all, all my intention I'm sending um, what this person needs in the moment usually I have a talk before um, before the meeting and usually we have a talk after the meeting and we're releasing also um, the moments which are um, kind of troubling the person in this in this time of his life. So it is more working um, on emotional or psychological level. So this is how um, I think um, I feel um, tuned in the most with those instruments and this is how I feel I could help the person the most. But obviously there are so many wonderful therapists and healers who can use it in other ways, like mm -hmm. you've just asked me this question. Okay. And I know people who um, work also in this way. Um, however, it's a very um, delicate process and I don't uh, I never met them in person, so okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so tell me uh, how you met the the Tibetan mm -hmm. sound mm -hmm. How how does it uh, happen that yeah. uh, <laughs> it show up into your life? Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Sometimes I remember about it, and I was like, "Wow, how amazing life is!" That um, how amazing to stay open, and uh, how amazing to allow things which you. Maybe deep inside you really want them, but you think it's totally not uh, logical, it's irrational. But if you stay open, things come to your life. So that's what happened with me. <laughs> I was in uh, Kathmandu, and um, uh, Kathmandu is a basically a wonderful place for um, such instruments. If you ever want to um, get an, an instrument, um, a few of them, it's a good place to fly. And there are plenty of s such stalls uh, full of singing bowls. Um, but I always avoided them. I thought, oh, again, some of those guys will start pushing you to buy something. So I never wanted to go. I thought it's not the, ri the right time yet. And I really wanted to meet someone who were really connected um, through his heart with this instrument. And this is how I wanted to be introduced to it. And one um, day there was a very strong rain. It's called monsoon in, in Nepal. Mm -hmm. And you don't have choice. You just have to jump in the first building which is next to you, just not to get wet. It just starts very suddenly. Okay. And it started <laughs> and I just jumped in and guess what it was? It was a, a singing bowl stall full of okay. magical instruments. So I met my first, um, let's say, guide into this world of singing balls and um, it was wonderful I just lost my everything my time my my mind basically <laughs> I was coming every day and spending hours with um, with my master at the time and um, he's a Nepali uh, man 
who was showing me everything and he had singing bowls of very, like of different size very tiny which you can just put on your one one of your hands and the ones which you can go inside with both of your feet they were huge you know so and mm-hmm. i was exploring all of them and i was listening playing with all of them and he was showing me the ways you can use it on the body or next to the body so yeah, it was very beautiful and that's how i got inspired to actually learn more about them and to do more with them And how did this happen that you was in uh, you were in a Kathmandu? Okay. <laughs> What were you doing there? <laughs> yeah, why not? You know, why not in Kathmandu? Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a you know destination tourist destination. It's like Paris or London. Like I'm going for a weekend. It's like I'm going to Kathmandu, which is like I'm, very exotic. I'm totally not such a. Um, um, Oh, what's the word like? I'm. I don't think I'm such an adventurous person. At least I wasn't in that sense. I was very much into visiting uh, European capitals, going to galleries, sitting in nice, clean, por- not, not exactly Porsche, but kind of nice cafes. And this is kind of the lifestyle I lived. So mm-hmm. uh, those kind of uh, countries or destinations were never on my list. And. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I, it was just kind of out of my world. It was out of my reality. And uh, I suddenly um, had to take a decision when my life, I call it like, came to the dead um, to the dead end when everything I felt uh, stopped working, like my business career, like my personal life, um, my... Um, not like these two main aspects. I felt everything was like not moving, and I took a very quick decision. Within a couple of weeks, I decided to um, go to India. Why India? Because I was practicing yoga then mm-hmm. for about five years, and I knew this is the moment when I really felt uh, true. I really felt uh, real. I really felt uh, connected when I was doing yoga when practice. Was, uh-huh. And it was like, I, st- I was like, I stopped understanding all the reality around me. And the only truth I knew was yoga practice. So I was like, okay, um, it sound, sounded so absurd for me to go and do yoga, um, like further yoga training. As I thought, I was 33 then, I'm 38 now. And I thought it was uh, totally like, uh, I was out of time. I had to plan you know life to think of family to think of a good job and I was kind of in a good job I was in a very responsible role I was an aviation broker and many people were dreaming to have such job but I felt uh, there was something more and I didn't know what I never had those people in my even in my environment in my circle of friends I never kind of had such people <laughs> so and I I'm calling myself like a housewife on a on 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 a, on a travel I was laughing it on myself I was mm-hmm. so not prepared I was always wearing like he, uh, uh, shoes on heels you know <laughs> right. I didn't have even like trainers kind of you know <laughs> so I was like okay so maybe I'll buy something with pink color at least you know so for them to look pretty <laughs> uh-huh. and the backpack is the first time I had to wear a backpack so yeah and this is how I went but I thought okay I'm going maximum for two months come on it's just two months maximum but then I could see that there was so much more and I was inventing um, more and more reasons to stay longer and I was going to hand like courses and then I ran out of reasons <laughs> but I still felt I need to stay longer and then when I um, actually was in Kathmandu I went into the singing bowl shop and it was another thing I couldn't explain myself, but I felt I had to stay longer. And I met my partner, my current partner at that time. My, basically, singing bowls made us meet. So, yeah, this is the story. Beautiful story. <laughs> Actually, I have the similar calling r- right now to Bali. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just go there for two months. But Don't you know. buy return ticket, Karina. <laughs> yeah. I didn't. And it actually was very good. Yeah, th- that's my plan. I just want to buy one way ticket and just let's see how long I'm going to stay there. So whoever wants to go to Asia, don't buy return ticket. <laughs> uh, yeah, that inspires me that I think I feel I feel that's the good, good yeah, science. Yeah, this is a sign again. Signs there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, perfect. That's an amazing story. So tell me, um, is it any like mm-hmm. a, a school there? That they teach the courses yes. that you get mm-hmm. the certificate. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a school. The school I went uh, called Sound Planetarium, 
Uh, it is right in uh, Kathmandu, in the place called Budanat. It's a beautiful place. It's a big, big stupa. Stupa is uh, basically uh, like a temple for Buddhist um, practitioners. And uh, it's a wonderful part of Kathmandu if you want to... Because usually it's a crazy kind of hectic place. Um, but this place is um, like very special. It has a special, much calmer energy. So, yeah, so this is a school, Sound Planetarium, and there are plenty of other places you can go. I know a couple more masters, and I was also learning from them, and I can always share all the details, whoever wants to do it. And if you want to know more, I'm happy to share. And, of course, it's nice to start with organized courses, but I think that with time, the experience and people you meet on the way, someone shares something more, and you start opening something more which is only individual for you and it's kind of becoming your individual process which is normal like mm -hmm. as i said you kind of becoming one with this instrument because it's just an instrument but in the end this instrument is continuation of you of your intention of your energy so it's like a tool to express yes your it's soul. a tool to express it's kind of my hands sometimes mm -hmm. i feel like they are my hands okay so how long have you been there totally like in india and Nepal? Um, Altogether, uh, over over a year. Mm -hmm. But I also count my six weeks in Thailand. So it was okay. Yeah, it was like Asian experience was altogether about a year. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> okay. And um, so, how many bowls are you usually using, or mm -hmm. how many do you have now mm -hmm. in total? I never really um, counted how many I had. Mm. That much? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have. Um, an interesting experience of moving around a little bit so I have some mm, I used I don't think I have more in London but I had also in London some as I was doing some work in London then I was also in Poland now I'm in Iceland so they were mm -hmm. kind of spread also in Russia actually there is one in Russia sometimes I can't take them with me and I um, have now in Iceland I have um mm, Probably ten or nine, I can't remember. But oh. I I know them. When I see them, I recognize them, and I know their sound. But I kind of uh, when I work on the body, I work. I will count for you. I want one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, eight, nine. I have nine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, and tell me what's the variety with like not the balls only that you have, but mm -hmm. like that that are available in totally from in the smallest to the big mm -hmm. biggest one. Can you mm -hmm. to share with it? Well, maybe I will say that um, the singing balls which I know and I use are produced in Nepal. But and they called um, uh, Nepali singing balls, but there are also singing balls which you meet in India, and they have slightly different shape. Um, maybe Karina can also use picture later to show you the yes, singing mm -hmm. balls which I have. Yeah, and then I'm also happy to look for more pictures. Uh, uh, in my archive <laughs> to show you other types, which I don't have, but they also exist. They're from India. So let's say if you go to India, uh, you can pay attention to what they have there and you can try them also. Um, so the sizes vary. So usually the sizes vary in this spectrum. So the smallest is the one which can be placed on your hand and uh, it is up to... Uh, 300 grams. This is mm -hmm. the smallest. And, and they are made of what? Uh-huh. And then this, okay, the next I will also tell okay. you about it. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, the biggest one, usually it's up to two, slightly over two kg, which kind of reasonable for me to travel with. But of course, they go much bigger and I'm dreaming of having them. But maybe when I'm more settled. Mm -hmm. uh, this one I have here in, in the studio with us now. This is 1.6 but the biggest one I have two and a half. So mm -hmm. going up to three, four, five, it's already really heavy. So they are made out of brass and they are um, not only because it's composition of, um, but the predominant uh, uh, metal is brass, but it's a composition of metals. Uh, they claim, but I believe that they do it, but I cannot know for sure. But they claim that they make them out of seven metals, and each metal corresponds with a planet. 
so that mm-hmm. they uh, but no one knows, especially those ancient bowls. There were different masters who were using different techniques, and um, okay. you, the only way you can find out, you can just kind of destroy the bowl. And I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> but I have um, a source of the singing bowls where I uh, getting them. Uh, they have um, also a special documents. Someone was. Um, taking samples and they have exact um, percentage of um, of metal I can also s- uh, uh, give you this document I can show mm-hmm. it to you so you can see what do- what metals there even silver and gold they say there but in a very very tiny proportion yeah, yeah sure I will uh, add it yes. to the show notes of the podcast um, okay uh, tell me because uh, I know from our meeting that uh, during the, the session that you've done with the balls you were putting the balls on the body and this uh, resonates with uh, with the body yes, a lot. And mm-hmm. to tell me, so uh, because we, I have just experience mm-hmm. with one ses- session with you. I'm looking forward uh, today <laughs> to be, to have more. Yeah, and uh, is it like a usually you do like that that you put mm-hmm. uh, on everyone uh, mm-hmm, balls mm-hmm. and make the sound or ha- how mm-hmm. does the sessions works? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the difference between individual session and maybe group mm-hmm. sessions? I feel that uh, the stronger the strongest experience uh, the person receives when he actually feels the vibration on him on direct vibration on himself and this that, that happens um, I'm not sure if I put it in the right way direct vibration I mean di- direct contact uh, the closest contact happens when I put singing ball on the body I touch the body with the singing mm-hmm. ball and uh, I've been doing it for for really quite a while so probably like five years now and uh, every time I had the same kind of f- feedback it was like the brightest experience of the whole uh, s- sound session when the singing ball was on the body and uh, not everyone feels this uh, I know some sound um, se- therapists who work not everyone does it um, and I was doing it uh, together with my partner um, now I, uh, he's not around. He's doing. He's more uh, taking care of our project uh, Echoland. Uh, mm-hmm. It's another thing, <laughs> and I'm doing sessions alone. But I started feeling that it's so important. When I, I will explain you what what I meant by this. When I started doing it with him, uh, I felt he was like creating the background sound just playing them and I was going I started going to people it was Mm -hmm. such an intuitive move and at the beginning I wasn't sure what I was doing because I didn't see people doing it actually Mm -hmm. on other sound sessions but I felt it was important and I started asking how people felt and now I know it is important so now when I'm alone I still carry on doing it so when I'm alone I can only go in touch as mm, like once uh, the body um it depends what I feel about the person. Sometimes I feel hot, sometimes I feel belly, sometimes I feel shoulders, sometimes I feel um, mm-hmm. legs. But you can also see the position the person's laying down in. Or maybe you've seen this person working, you, you see the posture and you have a feeling where the tension sitting because you have a very limited time. And when we had uh, sessions of 60 people and I was like, and we have only one and a half hour and I was like really like losing my hand because I was, it's, so, it's so heavy to go with this uh, one, mm-hmm. uh, one and a half or two kg singing ball on your hand and, um, you know, trying to yeah, yeah. touch mm-hmm. everyone. But I was really like, it's a kind of hard work in, in, in mm-hmm. all ways. I was really doing my best to give it to everyone. But 60 people is really, it's a lot. It's a big session. Yes. <laughs> and it didn't happen often with us. So, and of course, when I have individual session, then I have a chance to... Um, work with the person and work on different parts of his body and bring this sound and re- um, create resonance in different parts of the body. Yeah, then I have more time for the person. Okay. And tell me, because I saw that you are also doing some sessions um, directed to the female energy. Do you have some special plan <laughs> for the females, only for the women with I, the balls? I actually... Mm, uh, gradually, I didn't plan it also. Like, nothing comes so much out of my mind. Like, I never planned to become a, a yoga teacher. Never kind of 
came into my mind that I would ever be, you know, calling myself a yoga teacher. I still can't call myself a yoga teacher because I feel like I'm, I'm kind of in the process and I'm inviting people to come into this process. But okay, I have to use kind of some language, so I use it. <laughs> and the mm-hmm. same with the sound and the same with my, women. I, I just suddenly felt that I so much want to share with um, people in the same situation as I am. And, and who are they? They are women because I am a woman myself. So, <laughs> And I felt to create uh, more work with women. And um, um, currently I have um, female g- gatherings. And uh, basically um, I have um, female uh, yoga sessions, which are more dire- directed for female body, you know, more like opening hips, which mm-hmm. you would not do so much in ma- male session, yeah, w- with mm-hmm. male body. And then relaxation part. And then I feel at the end to work uh, more with practices uh, on everything, talking about um, and like enhancing our female powers using knowledge and uh, understanding of uh, process of menstruation, sexuality. And uh, so I have the whole idea of um, all these aspects of womanhood, how we can enhance it and uh, how we can reach a healthier and more balanced experience of uh, being a woman living as a woman as I believe that a woman is the key of a happy and uh, balanced world around so let's start with the happy woman you know I agree with that 100% so I love your approach so and that's why yeah there is not really a secret singing balls there for everyone but yeah when I work with women I'm directing I'm using this after relaxation state to create something with women with their energy Okay, so um, tell me also what uh, all these uh, balls have in common with the lunar calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very well prepared. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, you have also attached this to to the to, to, your your, to my class, yeah, yeah, to my to session. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I um, as as you know, as I know that. Um, um, we have such phenomena as um, cycles, as uh, moon moon cycles, and mm-hmm. the same phenomena is happening around us and in us. Like pl- plants, they also um, function according to cycles. Our bodies, especially female bodies, function according to cycles, mm-hmm. and we all correspond a lot with moon cycles. Okay. Um, um, the sessions which I uh, run, um, they are not only for women, even though we discover a connection of female body with the moon cycle, but they are um, for men as well. And I thought it is good to open them for men as well, for men to learn more about um, female cycle and how... um, it uh, works for a woman in order for them to be in more harmony with a woman, in order mm-hmm. to create better harmony in their union. It's not that the man has to come with his partner. He just can come and be in this uh, environment. And the process is very simple. It is also for men because we just talk how to inline your goal for the new uh, months. Um, but we start months uh, from new moon not from the first of months. Actually, this uh, this time it corresponded. Yeah, um, How to just put your plans forward and how to use the energy of, uh, of a moon, f- phases of a moon. So this is basically what is this lunar calendar planning is about. We will be just learning how to plan according to uh, moon phases, how to plan your life, how to plan your goals, intentions, and it is for both men and women. Yeah, this is a very beautiful idea. And about the the cycles that we have uh, as a woman, mm-hmm. like uh, usually ancient times, there's women when they were on the period, yeah. they were sometimes like really on the side for a while. Yes, people were afraid to come to them; yeah. they had to be on mm-hmm. their own. And when the like the mother war come, uh, in my opinion, we started to underestimate that we started to take some pills to control that if you feel pain instead of experience the pain you just take a painkiller and you're just like pretending that nothing is happening in your body uh, while you should like 
just experience mm-hmm. your the the best the the most beautiful moments in the your powers, life. The powers, the powers to really release. First of all, it is the power of releasing, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. It is, and also it's the power of unlocking the potential and put it forward. And this is how we can live together with those beautiful cycles, rather suppressing it, enhancing it. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> this is so beautiful. <laughs> I share that with you, hundred uh, percent. Okay, um, tell me more about uh, your other projects, um, like Ecoland and the spiritual travel. Yes, I, <clears throat> uh, I'm a dreamer, and I'm kind of I don't know. I have so many dreams. Sometimes I'm like, oh, uh, how do h- how do people kind of feel sometimes? Uh, I know like, um, they bored maybe, and in my life it's totally opposite. I feel that there are too many ideas. <laughs> so um, the um, sp- spiritual travel idea is because I kind of sensed this. Um, um, I, I I tried this fruit of adventure, being adventurous and being mm-hmm. a traveler. And uh, since then, I thought if I ever. Uh, travel again. I would like people to come with me and to the to the places where I I, I where all these processes of um, touching um, those beautiful practices, well, all, where all these processes were unfolding. You know, these kind of special moments of mm, I don't know how to avoid those uh, cliche words, but I probably will use them like awakening or some spiritual awareness. I don't know how to avoid them, but probably mm-hmm. it's easier to express with them. And I thought if, um, we, we haven't yet back, um, we haven't get back to Asia since we were there five years ago. So basically for five years, I've been dreaming to come back and uh, bring people uh, there. And I um, now I'm in Iceland and I thought, okay, if I don't travel um, somewhere, maybe people can travel towards me. Mm-hmm. And now the spiritual travel project slightly shifting uh, into different directions. So I thought I'm staying where I am, but people can come and uh, travel with me where I am in those beautiful natural places because it is about finding those powerful places of nature where we can unfold uh, those amazing things uh, sitting inside of us. So basically I'm talking about doing um, gatherings um, on topics of yoga and meditation, so-called retreats. Mm-hmm. So this is one of my dreams and I would like to uh, really make it happen. I don't know yet whether it's going to be in beautiful Asia or in beautiful Iceland or in beautiful other parts of the world. So yeah, We will see, <laughs> but okay, I'm I'm yeah. I'm a dreamer. I'm dreaming about it. So maybe mm-hmm. some of you who listen to now, maybe you will knock my door and kind of you will kind of you know um, push me, you know, f- with your <laughs> yeah. Definitely, I will uh, attach all the possible <laughs> connection to you to yeah. your website, your fan pages, so uh, everybody can reach you. Um, to uh, to yes. ask you some more of, questions of about course. that. Yes. I'm just going along with what's happening around me. So I'm kind of responding to what's happening. I'm not very good at creating artificial kind of frame uh, or structure. I'm always responding to what I see around. So, mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, maybe let's uh, try to uh, give some sounds from the balls yes. to the audience. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have something specific on mind, maybe some sound of the dream um, if you can I would actually like to tell you about uh, a singing ball which I'm going to play now talking about a session which is going to happen tonight um, it's going to be relaxation session after uh, that session we are going to plan um, according to lunar calendar and the session I have in my hand called the moon um, the not session uh, singing ball <laughs> the singing ball I'm, ha- I'm holding in my hands right now called uh, moon um, singing ball um, it is uh, special as it has uh, in her in the composition uh, of the singing ball there is more silver uh, and silver is a metal of a moon mm-hmm. it corresponds with moon and also when they make it they make it uh, when it is a full moonlight so Um, they really allow the singing ball to absorb uh, the light of the moon. Um, again, I never been there at night during full moon. I never can say for sure what I haven't seen myself, but uh, the sound is really beautiful. This is what I can really definitely, you know, 
mm-hmm. promise you. So I will just play it for you now. You can possibly sit comfortably. Feel your both feet on the ground. Uh, relax your shoulders, lengthen your spine, open your chest and uh, focus on your breath. And just uh, breathe in and breathe out. And just let the sound just go into your body. will be in certain range it will never be just one frequency it will be always jumping if you see it on special device which actually measures the frequency and this is the beauty of those instruments because they work in a certain range and Karina who is also present she probably even yes. can feel it and um, <clears throat> that's why it's very special you really feel this kind of Yes, totally. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, it's not flat. It's not it's flat, like, yeah. yeah. It's just it's kind like, of going saying, in like waves. Wave, yeah? yeah, yeah. Perfect, beautiful, yes. <laughs> and we can just finish up with some kind of very... Usually they say that the heavier uh, singing balls um, with the lower uh, frequency, with lower vibration, they work on the low part of the body. It's like kind of uh, when all our... Um, um, primarily I think you know how do we call those chakras yeah, like so those kind of um, like more kind of animal rooted, chap- rooted and yeah. animal mm-hmm. kind of um, mm-hmm. <coughs> beginning of, of a human yeah I definitely felt it in my like stomach yes, more than heart or yes, brain yes and it's kind of more um, working on your on your root um, uh, center as Karina just helps me on your um, sexual center and your <coughs> and your so- solar plexus, and then they say that um, a singing. So th- this is even how you locate singing balls when you work um, uh, with people individually. You locate heavy singing balls at the bottom and lighter at the at the top. And mm-hmm. when you want to kind of bring some lightness in their head, and then you just uh, take a very small singing ball and just do this way. like little fairies butterflies flying around you and they bring some lightness and yeah some kind of um, joy yeah yeah the thoughts are uh, very beautiful and uh, I feel like a teleportation <laughs> to India actually they like taking me from Iceland to some Karina we're holding you here <laughs> yeah. stay with us for a while <laughs> but she is already there <laughs> so uh, yeah and the other two that you brought yeah they're also lighter singing ball but you might he- hear the difference yeah so they're kind of medium between the size I've used before and uh, later they are not so high not so low mm-hmm. they're already staying more like on this road I feel mm-hmm. Level. in the middle yeah yeah somewhere more in the middle mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> this is like a very brief <laughs> yeah this is so beautiful I'm super excited mm-hmm. for tonight so uh, my last question <laughs> what describe me like your perfect vision for the world yeah. how would you <laughs> 
How would you like to see the world <laughs> if if you could, you know, change whatever you want and just like make all the things that you feel <laughs> are the best? Well, um yeah, we have a dream with my with my man, uh, David, um to live um in harmony with nature. Um I think my journey started more um just in search of uh, my own health, my own uh, self-well-being. But I realized with time that it is like to plant a flower and give uh, this flower care, but not to care about uh, pollution around this flower, not to care about the earth this flower is growing in. I feel the same about human being. Uh, And for me, the perfect vision is um, for us to wake up and to take care of mother earth to shift uh, um, away from this um, city lifestyle which we live now Uh, I feel like we need to gap uh, village life and city lifestyle I feel we need to find a middle way I feel we need to find more um, uh, sustainable way um, how we can live um, I'm um, a very inspired by um, it's it's um, a hero it's a, it's a it's a it's a woman I don't know how to call her she's Anastasia maybe you've heard of uh, this uh, book uh, it's a Russian uh, writer Vladimir Migre who writes about a Siberian uh, a woman who lives in nature she's like a superhuman who Um, um, presents uh, a human at his highest potential when uh, you can live um, in such connection and harmony with nature that animals help you that um, you feel uh, the properties of each herb you understand uh, what you need to heal yourself uh, from that or this then uh, when you're in such high vibration that you can even understand each other without words and you can and teleport yourself even on some distances. It's a kind of fairy tale, but it's a very beautiful one about uh, living in harmony with nature. And this is what um, I know it's like maybe an extreme, but I'm just giving you an example. But my husband and I, we want to live on the land in harmony with nature, grow our own food in ecological way. And we would like to inspire other people uh, to do it because now there is a fear that if you live on the land, it's a hard uh, lifestyle. It's a kind of um, lifestyle where you don't have opportunities as all opportunities are in cities. And it is really sad for me. Uh, We have uh, land in Poland, in the southeast of Poland, a beautiful place, but most of people from there have to travel to local city and they don't even have time to enjoy their land. They don't have time to grow on their land. And we would like to um, shift the awareness that we can be Uh, successful, we can relive good life on the land and we don't have to um, go for jobs to cities, we would like to be at least, you know, those examples so it's like very, I think, realistic (laughs) goal, (laughs) but another step is to be like Anastasia (laughs) Yeah, especially that uh, because we have the internet, we can also use this being uh, told, being in the land when we can be Yeah. somewhere like far away from the city yeah. at the same time being connected in with the world absolutely uh, which is of course for me really amazing opportunity yeah. of our times yes yes uh, because nice. you can also work online and make some profit yeah. online sharing for example Um, some, uh, some advices yes, like yes. how you can grow things and they can people you know support you and pay you for your knowledge and yep. for your support and at the I same time you are in an, your amazing environment and you don't need to run uh, kilometers to the big and polluted city and and be stressful yeah. there and help our um, our whole 
um, planet is then less people going to city, less pollution, cities transform, villages transform, the whole planet transform. Uh, it becomes more equally distributed, and there are educated people people in villages. You don't need to run for education to cities, to cultural events to cities. It's happening in the villages. Then people in the cities don't have this crazy pollution, this crazy stress, this crazy I don't know whatever is happening. All the craziness there. I know all I the was craziness there in the city. Yes, exactly. I was living in Moscow and London. You know, I think most of my life. So therefore, yeah, I feel this is this is the future. I feel this is what uh, is the shift. Yeah, I totally mm. agree with you. I'm planning next year to go to my own journey around the world to discover my a perfect place to yeah. to make kind of the same environment yeah. for myself when I can have beautiful surroundings, being connected with nature, and oh. uh, do my uh, other stuff online yeah. and. Uh, share this with others oh i really really wish you all the best <laughs> with your plans it's really beautiful and i wish all of you too to find your ways i always encourage people dream big and dream big dreams <laughs> yes <laughs> okay um tell the guys where they can find you online is it through facebook instagram uh, your web page email yeah i'm not so good at this. So Facebook, yes, mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, and there is also a link to website which I, I'm, I haven't updated it for so long. But Facebook is the best. Yeah. Okay. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I will put the links uh, in the mm -hmm. uh, in the show notes of mm -hmm. the podcast. Um, so thank you for today. Yeah. Oh my thank God. you for your time. Thank wow. you for coming. And uh, I'm super excited to be a part of the the session tonight. Yes, we are uh, also because mm -hmm. uh, there are gonna be some lunar calendar planning, which I think this is very important for me because I feel a little bit lost, and I think I will find some answers today. I feel it really. The same for me. Uh, when I do it, I do it. Um, as much as, as I do it for others, I also do it for myself. I'm also excited about this opportunity to do this lunar calendar uh, myself for this coming month. Uh, so it would be so wonderful to share with such wonderful people as you, Karina, and probably more friends are coming. So Yeah, wonderful. and maybe we can uh, meet... Uh, more uh, next time also yes. talk about more lunar calendar and how we, we can use it yes. to to enhance our to uh, share more with yeah. other yeah. other people who are who so that's the plan for the next topic yeah. of the podcast yes <laughs> nice okay have fun yeah okay thank you guys for listening I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, don't uh, forget to subscribe and leave the comment uh, more um, amazing episodes are coming up soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, Karina. All the best with your wonderful mission. Yeah. Yes, thank <laughs> you. See you in the next episode, guys. And until then, remember to make your life art every day.